You're listening to Fight in Progress. With your hosts and stress coaches, founder of Under the Shield, Susan Simmons, and TomTheBomb.com. Fight in Progress grapples with the internal and external struggles in the daily lives of our men and women in law enforcement, the armed forces, and first responders. Tackling the tough topics and supporting those who support us. We hear you, and we're here for you. Welcome to Under the Shield Presents Fight in Progress. Got it right. Got it right. How about that? We've only been doing this for what? Um, Over a year. Yeah, something like that. So, hey, right. at, least, at, least, at least you're perfecting your trade. Good morning, Susan. You're with us again today. <laughs> I am still sounding a little bit hoarse, but I don't know. This might be my permanent voice. It might be. We may, this may be what it is from here on out. See what traveling to Florida does for you? I'm telling you. <laughs> See what not being able to shut my mouth because you people won't leave me alone. <laughs> Continuous yeah, that, usage. That could be part of it, too. Uh-huh. I talk in my sleep, too. <laughs> and if we could get this phone stuff straightened out, but that's a whole other show. Yeah, you could actually get some sleep. Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. We'll see. But anyway, I'm Susan Simmons, one of the hosts here at, at, at Under the Shield on our podcast that today, the, I think the name's pretty appropriate, Fight in Progress, because it was... It was a fight in progress for me for about four days. Yeah, you did have a fight in progress. A few weeks ago. And you know what? Somebody's lucky that they didn't die. Because <laughs> it really pushed me. I mean, I'm I'm old, but this was a trip from hell. I'm surprised that air marshals didn't take you off the plane or out of the airport or, or something. Or TSA or somebody. somebody escort. Right. yeah. I really was pretty proud of myself. <laughs> I managed to maintain my composure. I don't even think I cussed at anybody. Wow. Good thing I wasn't there. Couldn't believe it because I'm telling you, normally that kind of thing would have probably put me right through the roof, (laughs) but I kind of anticipated it was going to be a problem. Yeah, that's true. Even before you left. So I don't know, maybe you jinxed yourself. No, I think it's called (laughs) just being prepared because the world is falling apart and crumbling around our ears. And Uh, so for all of you out there that travel, especially got to get on a damn airplane, this podcast is dedicated to you <laughs> and your patience because I I don't think there's many people who aren't impacted right now. I mean, could you imagine being like a, a business person that had to travel? That was their way of life, you well, know, traveling. That's what I did up to every, COVID. Yeah. I'm, Travel and teaching was what really paid the bills at Under the Shield. And uh, never had to put up in 30 years of doing it, never had to put up with even one portion of what I put up with in about 24 to 36 hours. And then it just went on because it's actually continued on the whole time That's I've been true. home. That's true. It has. Yeah. So hang on, American Airlines. Well, it's not just traveling by aircraft oh, no. with you. Oh, no. Because this the other day perks. we went on a trip across the valley here that we live in and starting off you got bitten by ants I did. <laughs> so i did stepped right in them right out here outside the office they bit me all the way to north phoenix <laughs> i think you just cursed on traveling anywhere <laughs> and that was just going to north phoenix to hear my good friend lieutenant colonel dave Crossman. it was worth every bite every that wasn't that was a good time especially since yep. we got to have dinner with him yep. too and get caught up yeah something he and I don't get to do very often. Yeah, that guy is amazing. He really is. And if you in this listening audience have not heard him, 
Do not pass up an opportunity right, yeah. to hear him. If he's anywhere near you, make the trip. Yeah, it's worth it. Even if you have to step in ants before <laughs> you go. <laughs> yeah, there, sometimes there's a price to pay. There is. <laughs> but as we uh, kind of wrap up with one of our producers, um, Jay, is. this is our last podcast that Jay will be producing. Yep. And out of Jacksonville, Florida. And now the new one gets broken in, and he's sitting here at the table. Hey, Joel. Hey, guys. <laughs> are you excited or are you scared to death? Uh, you know what? I, uh, I think he's kind of letting me into this slowly. And so, uh, oh, no. <laughs> I'm, not, uh, I'm not too scared. <laughs> I don't know. We may have just been fooling you. That's right. <laughs> and starting on Monday, you get thrown into it full time, yeah. so to speak. I am excited, though, and it was great to hear uh, Dave Grossman speak. That was really nice. Uh, that was my first time hearing him speak outside of the podcast, which, by the way, uh, episode two. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, he came on our podcast, um, so we post. We recently posted those links for anyone that has not heard, uh, ever heard him speak. Yes. Um, but yeah, he's a uh, man. He's in, super intelligent, <laughs> really well read. Pretty intense. Too. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was say he's pretty intense. Yeah. Uh, man, I, I left out of that meeting. I was I was ready to kick some butt. <laughs> Makes you want to suit up in armor right. and go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'm going to send him an email and tell him you said that. <laughs> yeah, and he was on the podcast when we were still doing video, and we looked like Fox News yeah. um, side by side with Ace. But, um, yeah, and we're going we're gonna to get back to some um, visual here on the podcast. Uh, for those of you who are curious to know what it looks like in here and what we look like and the stupid things we probably do and the faces we make at each other. <laughs> faces we'll be making at Joel, I'm sure, um, as he learns this board and figures out all the funny sounds he can add to it. Uh, it's going to get interesting. So Yes, it will. So, Jay, we appreciate you and all your help from the beginning. And, Joel, welcome aboard. <laughs> <laughs> You've been, you've been, um, you've signed on the dotted line. That's right. So there's no backing out now. <laughs> You're stuck. We know where to find you. <laughs> so anyway, let's talk about my little fun trip a few weeks ago. All right. And I have to tell you, it's going to take a lot of money to get me on a plane again, <laughs> is all I can say. And the way this fun trip started was almost a year ago. One of the things that I've been asked to do out here, which I still don't understand. Yeah, I'm not sure I understand that either. I don't think I would <laughs> sign up for this. This has probably been going on six years now. <laughs> Started with a crazy canine out of Avondale. And his fiance, who at the time was a, a trooper with DPS. And I had introduced them. Um, well, their first date. I didn't introduce them. Their first date was at my house for dinner more than six years ago. And so when they got engaged, they decided, because I told them on that first date, y'all forget all the dating stuff, just go on and get married. Yeah. So I guess they dated for a year, and then they decided they were going to get married, and they decided Susan had to do the wedding. <laughs> so that was my first. And then it just kind of 
blossomed from there. Yeah, kind of like a snowball rolling down. Oh my right? God. Yeah, but it's more like a hurricane <laughs> it's, coming. It's an avalanche now. <laughs> and so now I think I'm up to number eight, something like that. Most of which have been Phoenix PD. Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with those boys and well, girls over there, but they're nuts. Well, they look where they work. True. That's a good point. <laughs> And the funny part is I usually pick up extras from a wedding where they sit and watch. And it gets really interesting. Yeah. And then they go, man, that was fun. That was a good time. We should do it. So we need to do that. And and then they've decided now I can do everything but baptize and circumcise. And I'm working on the circumcising. Yeah. uh, (laughs) I'm not sure about that one. I'll leave that one alone. (laughs) So this trip all originated. That a Phoenix officer here, who I love dearly, and his now wife, a great couple, asked me to marry him. But we had to go to Jacksonville, Florida to do, or St. Augustine, Florida, to do this. A destination wedding. Yes. So couldn't be right here in Phoenix where we all (laughs) live. Because see, then I'd have missed this fun trip. Exactly. So I was smart enough, having listened to the news and heard all the nightmares of flights being canceled because... Not enough crew members and timing out. And, and I understand all that. I, the, the audience needs to understand. I, I dated a captain with U.S. Air and then American Airlines for over three years, and I worked with the federal flight deck officers. And I understand government regulations and all that stuff. And, right. and I'm kind of fond of it. Right. I wouldn't want a pilot flying a plane who worked 22 days straight, exactly. 12-hour days. <laughs> yeah. Which is a whole other podcast about how cops shouldn't do it either. And our truck drivers can't do it either. Right. Nobody else can. Oh, no. So I changed my Friday ticket to Thursday because the wedding's on Saturday. I had to have a buffer. Uh, yeah, I figured. <laughs> I, I just figured with the way things have been going that that was going to be a good call. Yeah, because all you hear on the news is all these flights being canceled and everybody yeah. being stuck where they're yeah. at. and Right. So I go to the airport first thing on Thursday morning, and I'm— Perfect timing, get to Dallas. You're all happy. Everything's going great. And I'm thinking, Dallas is the perfect place. That's American's <laughs> hub, corporate headquarters. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, ding, 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 ding. ding. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't have asked that question. No, that was pretty stupid. I'd have been better off in Podunk, Wyoming. <laughs> Seriously. And so I got there. And so the first, well, I land. And I think it started out, I land at gate A11. And my next flight, it's about an hour, it's over on B side. So but I you go, have an hour, yeah. so you're okay. So I get there, and then right, I don't know, 20 minutes before we're supposed to start boarding, they move us <laughs> to C. <laughs> and then we get to C and find out that plane is broken. So we don't even get on that plane. Plane number one. Plane number one. So then they we're delayed now, I don't know, an hour or something. So then they go, oh, we have another plane for y'all. Now you get to go back to A, <laughs> and it's the gate right next to where I landed hmm. several hours prior. So I get on that plane, and we're loaded, and I am the last seat in the back of the plane window. And I got two people in the row with me. I mean, the plane's packed. Two people in the row with me. Don't speak any English, none. And we're sitting there, and we're sitting there, and pilot comes on. We have a 
a little bit of a mechanical problem, but, you know, they're working on it now. Mm. And Hopefully it's only with the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm sitting there, and it's getting hot on the plane, and I'm literally packed in. If you've never sat in the last row. Oh, yeah. And you can't recline at all. Can't There's move. There's no room. Nowhere yeah. to move. And, and I start getting claustrophobic. And I'm not normally claustrophobic. <laughs> and now I'm getting hot. And I got these people next to me talking. I got no idea what they're saying. And now it starts to really go downhill. It's like a, a cow leading to slaughter. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> so we're there a good hour, maybe a little bit longer. And they keep saying, you know, we're hoping to take off soon. We're hoping to take off soon. Well, a good hour and a half into this thing, I don't know if it was a flight attendant or a pilot says, if you would like to get off this plane, um, and I'm thinking, I'm fixing to open this window. <laughs> I'm going out one way or the other. Can't sit here any longer. And But if you'd like to get off this plane and try to rebook on another flight, I'm in Dallas. they got to have a bunch of flights. Um, there will be ticket agents waiting. Mm. So I'm like, trying to explain to these people in the row with me that don't speak English, move. <laughs> I'm coming out. So I get all my stuff, and I carry my computer bag that I will never, ever again do that doesn't have wheels on it, ever, ever. Probably 30 pounds. You plugged it. Yes. But see, it's not supposed to be that hard. I'm just supposed to go Phoenix to Dallas to Jacksonville. Right. And then rent my car and drive to St. Augustine. So I get off, and there ain't nobody there to meet. The plane, the game. Now, you're not the only one that got off the plane. I couldn't tell because, I remember, I'm at the back. I got no idea how many people got off ahead of me. But I did notice that one of the pilots got off. He had timed out while we were sitting there. Mm. So, anyway, I get off, and the lady at the door, when you get off, I said, where are the ticket agents that are going to help me? She goes, I don't know. She goes, you're going to have to go find customer service. She said, but you got off that plane, you can't get back on it. And I thought, honey, I ain't getting back on that damn plane. Yeah, that's sitting there doing nothing. So now I got to go find customer service. So I find customer service and they go, oh, yeah, we can get you on a flight that's leaving in 25 minutes. But it's over at B. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, this is just not even funny. Uh, okay. So now you're doing the, the old O.J. Simpson. Running and the train the, right? and the train. Sure. Two stops per thing and, right oh yeah so i get finally get on the train again the, the you know people on the train we're almost all becoming friends over here now <laughs> so we get over to see and so we get on the plane and i'm thinking oh this is good i have a window seat right behind the emergency row exit but as i get to my seat there's a elderly <laughs> man and woman Sitting there, and they have the aisle and the middle seat. Nice couple. This is not a criticism of them. It's part of the system that really needs to be reworked. But he's paralyzed from the waist down, and he's on the aisle, so he can't move. So I literally am crawling. She comes sure. out. Crawl over them, get to my window seat, but I got plenty of room. It's nice. No claustrophobia going on here. <laughs> It's not you're not sweating in the no, plane. No, no, and I'm thinking <laughs> my luggage is on that other plane. Okay, it'll eventually get there. Right. I ain't worried about the luggage. So, right as the flight attendants get up and do their little thing and show you how the buckle works and mm -hmm. how to release it, and 
all that, and air conditions running, and all of a sudden there's a loud pop. <laughs> Everything goes dark. <laughs> And then there's an electrical burn smell right mm. outside my window, which is the wing. <laughs> and I'm going, really? Seriously? This All you is... needed to see was a gremlin walking <laughs> across the wing. <laughs> this is plane number three as we're about to push back. And I understand the saying, better to be on the ground and wish you're in the air than in the air and wish you're on yeah, the ground. I get that. Right. But this is plane number three that's got problems. And I can't get out because my little friends here on the road speak English, but he ain't going anywhere till we right, get a wheelchair. Right. So the pilot cranks the plane up again and the lights come back on. And now the flight attendants are scrambling to get the doors open because <laughs> they've locked those things down. Because you still have that burning electrical we still got smell. Electrical burn. And everybody's telling, do you smell that? And the flight attendants, yes, yes. That's why we're opening doors. So I'm sitting there and. People start getting off the plane. Well, about that time, the little woman <laughs> sitting next to me <laughs> leans over and is very embarrassed. She said, I am so sorry. Well, I hadn't realized it until she said something, but her husband had to go to the bathroom. Hmm. So while people are getting off the plane, he just whips it out and pees in a bag. <laughs> and I'm going. The new term for the barf bag. <laughs> exactly. I'm thinking, seriously? <laughs> If this thing, if I see flames coming up on this wing, I got to figure out how to get off this thing. Just step on his junk I'm and go. <laughs> so we had to wait, and I'm actually the last one off the plane because they have to bring the wheelchair to him. Oh, and man. let me say this to anyone with an airline out there. <laughs> Y'all need a better plan. Yeah. And I get that you want them as close to the emergency exits if we have an emergency halfway around on a trip. Right. But you might want to have one of those little portable wheelchairs. Something. Somewhere in one of those overhead bins. Because if that plane's on fire at the gate, I understand there's a lot more equipment to come and put it out. But he shouldn't be the last one, and me and his row shouldn't be the exactly. last one getting off that damn plane. Maybe they can fold up a wheelchair and, and tie what, it up in the back. Sure. Something. Sure. Yeah. Let a flight attendant sit in it. I don't right. even care. Yeah. The wheels lock. Absolutely. <laughs> And it is a little one that fits down the aisle. Right. And I thought, yeah, y'all really need to rethink this. <laughs> so we get off the plane, and now they announce that this one ain't going anywhere mm. anytime soon. Yeah. We and, found out what that electrical smell was, <laughs> and we're not leaving. <laughs> and, and, and it can't be fixed today. So now it's like, I don't know, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, maybe later than that. So they send us all, 170-plus people, to the customer service where three people are working. <laughs> and they get on the little thing as we're in the cow corral, you know, right. they route you around. And they say, be your own advocate. Get on the phone and get online with customer service. Really? Right, because we can't help you right. all in a timely fashion. <laughs> and what's your damn job? You know, it's like the flight attendant is telling you, we're not going to be here to pop these emergency exits open. I'm thinking... Why are you here? Where are you going? <laughs> exactly. I've always said put vending machines on. I'll get my own Coke. Thank you very much. There you go. It'll cut the price of my ticket. <laughs> get rid of the flight attendants. So I get on the phone with customer service and your own hold and your own hold and your own hold. And I get this really nice woman on there and she's like, well, I'm not sure what I can do for you. 
exactly what you want me to do. She said, don't get out of line. Get me a plane. <laughs> exactly. That's what you can do for me. I said, I got to get to to Jacksonville. I got to do a wedding. I got to officiate a wedding. And now we're down to probably a little over 24 hours before the wedding. No, actually, it's probably less than 24 hours. So, of course, I'm calling the bride and groom. And here, hey, I'm stuck every here. Plane, <laughs> every plane that breaks, I'm texting the groom. Hey, we're having another problem here in Dallas. You might have to rent me a plane. <laughs> And he's laughing, going, we'll do what we have to. And I'm thinking, well, Dak, we should have done that out of fear. Exactly. So this woman, I'm on the phone with her an hour, literally as it's I'm the next one to go up to customer service. She says, all right, you can get out of line now because the only thing we can do, she's I've talked to managers and everybody, only thing we can do is in a couple hours there's a flight to Charlotte. And I think that's in North Carolina, people. We're, we're going north <laughs> we're instead to go of south. Yes. <laughs> so I go, and what good's that going to do me? She said, well, you can either stay in Dallas overnight and try to get to Jacksonville, but at least if you get to Charlotte, you're a little bit closer, and we can put you up in a hotel in Charlotte. Equality. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I went, okay. She goes, you'll land in Charlotte. It was like tw- midnight, 12.55 or something like that. Really? And then what am I going to do? She says, then you're going to Uber mm. in the middle of the night. And it was to a microtel. Mm-hmm. I said, why a microtel? She said, well, that's the closest to the airport. <laughs> Lady, I hope you're listening because you're the biggest liar I ever met. Because... <laughs> There were lots of hotels between the airport this one, this one, and the microtel. So, it was more, it's the cheapest one we can find. That's exactly what it was. So in the meantime, she gives me a whopping $12 voucher for Ooh. a meal in the airport. Mm. That bought me like, like half a Coke, maybe. <laughs> So now I've not only Couldn't had to even get a cookie. Exactly. Now I only have had to spend money on a meal because twelve dollars ain't gonna do it. Now I got to spend money on an Uber. Right. And get, if you can get one, if I can get one, because it's so late. Yes, in the middle of the night. So I'm like, and that's a really good plan. Okay. <laughs> so that plane actually takes off and gets to Charlotte. So I get off the plane and it is hot and humid. I got no luggage. <laughs> I got no toothbrush. I got no hairbrush. I got no makeup. Hmm. I got no extra clothes. I got nothing. Nothing. Computer. Calendar. And, well, I'll wait until you get to your <laughs> to destination for my oh, for my questions. This is just the beginning. <laughs> We're just getting warmed right. up good. American Airlines, you should send Hertz a bunch of flowers and tell them thank you because they're going to get bashed worse than you are. <laughs> but the audacity that American Airlines gave me nothing. Nothing, but right. a microtel hotel that literally I'm in less than three hours because I got to be back at the airport. So, so then you did get your Uber. Oh, I did. Very nice man. Very, very nice. Ni- man. Okay. And he said, "Why are you going to the microtel?" Well, that's where American Airlines is sending me. They said it was closer to the airport. He starts laughing. <laughs> I knew when he started laughing that wasn't the truth. Yeah. We pass a Hampton Inn. We pass a Hilton. We passed like five or six Holiday Inn Express, but to get to the microtel, and I'm I'm one of these, you cops have me paranoid enough. <laughs> I always put in my GPS where I'm going to make sure the driver doesn't make a sure, misdirection. Right. 
and we got to go down a dark, lonely, wooded road. <laughs> and I'm hearing deliverance music. And I'm thinking, this just goes from bad to worse. So he really was a nice man. And so he gets me to the microtel. The manager is outside. I really think he was drinking a beer and smoking a cigarette with somebody else that is staying there or working there. I go in. They don't even have a bottle of water in the whole hotel. Did you get a like a micro toothbrush? And- <laughs> I got the kind that fall apart. Of course. As you use them, the things are sticking in your teeth. The bristles yes, are coming out. coming apart. <laughs> and I told him, I said, if you value your life, you're going to put me in a room really close to the lobby. Because... I'm telling you, I can't go much farther. I'm tired. I'm hot. It's human. My glasses are fogging up. I'm going, this is why I live in Arizona. Exactly. I hated that. Mm. So I get in the room, and it's probably 1.30 now. And I have nothing to drink, and I'm dying of thirst. And, again, I got now bristles from a toothbrush stuck in my teeth. <laughs> I do. T- I have to take a shower. How big are the beds? I mean, it's a micro there were two, hotel. There were two queens there. <laughs> Good. And the air conditioning had not been turned on. Oh, so it's nice and toasty in the room. So it took a good, I don't know, hour. So I get in a cold shower. Well, of course, your clothes are sticky, sweaty. I'm like, how am I going to get these things even dry enough to put a mic on tomorrow? <laughs> Screw this. Turn the heat lamp on in the yeah, bathroom. Right. Didn't, he didn't even have one of those. Didn't even have one of those. So I might have slept 30 minutes, maybe. So I get up. Yeah, what time did you have to be back at the airport? Oh, I had to leave the hotel at 4.30. <laughs> and you got there at what time? About 1.30, I got in the room. <laughs> so 4.30, I go to catch, because they actually do have transportation. They just weren't running, coming my right. direction. So... It's the manager now that's going to take me back to the airport. So he takes me to the airport. And that flight was pretty uneventful, if I remember correctly. (laughs) I was too tired to really care, to be honest with you. I just wanted to get in the airport and get a bottle of water because I was about to die. So I get to Jacksonville. And I go up to Hertz to get my car. Of course, I was supposed to get it the day before. Right. So you got to remember now, I'm running 18 hours late to everything. So I go up, and it's the girl's first day. (laughs) Poor girl. (laughs) Yeah. And the poor little supervisor stand there trying to tell her how to do all this and whatever. (coughs) So I finally get my car. And at this point, how much patience do you have? (laughs) I'm almost too tired to snap somebody's head off. And I know I look like hell, didn't really care. I'd already called the groom and said, if there are any Phoenix police officers in the lobby of the hotel, when I get to St. Augustine, somebody's going to die. It's just all there is to it. There'll be no photos. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. We know how that works. Right. And then they get Photoshopped, and they're even better than the original. They'll just get the security cam video. Oh, yeah. So I get my car. And it didn't seem quite right, but again, I'm used to my car. Mm-hmm. This one's a little different. So it's an SUV. It's a push start. So I get in the car, and I make it to St. Augustine. Forty-five? No, it's about an hour and 10 minutes. So I get to the hotel. So you make it there in 45. <laughs> roughly. So I go into the hotel, and I go up to the desk, 
And I said, I'm Susan Simmons. I have a reservation. I was supposed to come in last night, but flights were delayed. I wound up in Charlotte. And they go, oh, we canceled your reservation. <laughs> now, why didn't the groom call the hotel? He didn't think to. Hotel. And I didn't think to say, call the hotel. You let them know I'm going to be delayed. She goes, I don't know if we have a room. <laughs> I think the look on my face told her it said, would not be in her yeah. best interest. It said, you better find a room right now. So she found me a room, and it was a very nice room. Had a balcony that if you've ever been to St. Augustine Beach, I don't know if it's this way, the whole beach, but where we were, there are lots of dunes, so you can see the ocean over the dunes, right. even though you're on the beach. Yeah. So I get to my room. I text the groom. We have the rehearsal. This is probably getting close to noon by now. Rehearsal's at four. Called him, and I said, I'm going to bed. He goes, yeah, I think you need a little nap, Susan. <laughs> <laughs> said, I definitely need a little nap. So get up, go to the rehearsal. Rehearsal's great. And then we decide we're all going to go out to Old Town St. Augustine. All right. So I go back to the hotel, get showered and changed, and I drive over to this parking garage. Fortunately, two carloads of us have, had gone. So... Fortunately, somebody else that had driven knew what I was driving. So we go park in this parking garage, and we get to walk around a couple of blocks over to this bar restaurant. So we go in have a great time. It's a great group. Um, love these guys at the Academy here at Phoenix. And uh, But I'm tired. <laughs> so about 9.30, I thought, you know what, guys, the old woman needs to leave. Y'all don't need the old woman hanging out here. And the other girl that had driven, who was from Jacksonville, but I think grew up in St. Augustine, she was the bride's best friend. She goes, I'm pretty tired. I got a long drive, so I'm going to go back to the parking garage with you. Well, fortunately, I had parked on the ground first floor. She had parked a couple of levels up. So I go to get in the car, and I put my foot on the brake, and I hit the start button, and it doesn't do anything <laughs> but turn on. And it says... Electronic brake failure. Hmm. Really? That means you're not going anywhere. <laughs> I thought, well, we'll sit here for a minute. Maybe it'll fix itself. <laughs> I hit it again. But now you can't even turn it off. It's on, but it's not running. Okay. Yeah, the, the batteries come on. Yeah. Lights, stuff like that. And so when you try to get out and lock it, it just beeps. <laughs> and you can't leave. And it had kind of rolled back a little bit. So now I'm like, great. Can't even put it in gear or anything to move it forward back into the parking place. So fortunately, the girl had gotten caught on a phone call. And when she came down, saw she saw you. the struggle. She goes, looks like Susan. <laughs> so she comes and she tries. Car is not working. We finally get it turned off. And I'm like, we don't touch it anymore. Yeah. This damn thing can burn here for all I care. <laughs> she goes, I'll take you back to your hotel. So she takes me to the hotel. Now it's probably close to midnight again. So I go to bed. I'm like, screw you, Hertz. Don't care about your damn car. Yeah. It, somebody can steal it if they want it. Here's the key. Come if get they can it. get it to drive. Exactly. Right. So next morning, bright and early, I call Hertz. And I get the... Roadside assistance, nicest young lady ever. I am so sorry this has happened. Where's the car? I don't know. All I can tell you is in St. Augustine at some historic parking garage. 
all right, well, here's your case number. And she said, we should have a tow truck there in the next. Oh, no, she says, now we can give you another car, but you got to get back to Jacksonville Airport. <laughs> hour and 15 minutes away. And exactly how am I supposed to do that? Right. Your car's not working. Well, I guess we could send a lift for you. I, I'm not driving. I ain't got three hours to kill here, boys and girls. Right. They don't have any other. <laughs> Apparently not. Oh, no, they're not open on Saturday. Oh. There is one in St. Augustine. I was they're not say. open on Saturday. All right. Hertz, you need to be open in all your locations right. seven days a week. So I said, well, I got the key, and I'm 15 minutes away from the car, and I ain't coming over there. I, didn't have, I don't have time. So we'll Especially, s- I'm not going to go stand by the car waiting for your tow truck. Because they're saying 60 to 90 minutes. Yeah, no. So... Anyway, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I got to be in the shower at one o'clock for this wedding. So it's 10 o'clock, it's 11 o'clock. About 12 15, I get a phone call from AAA who says, um, We are at the garage, but we need the key. Well, I got no transportation. <laughs> so he says, All right, I'll come over there and get the key. So he comes to the hotel. I'm downstairs in the lobby. Of course, Several of the Phoenix officers are down there, and I haven't even gotten in the shower yet. And I'm like, y'all tell anybody about this? I swear. I don't care if you teach firearms and defensive tactics. I'll kill you. And they're just laughing, going, what now? I said, car broke down. Good gosh, Susan. So the tow truck pulls up, and it's a flatbed tow truck. And I mm. go out, and I hand the guy the key, and he goes, where's the car? And I said, it's in the park, the historic district parking garage, first floor. thought he said he was— at the car, but he needs the key. Well, he was, he was at, he was, uh, there's a parking lot oh, and a parking garage. Okay. He said, the car's in a garage. Yeah. Hmm. He goes, this truck ain't going <laughs> no in there. Way. And he tosses me the key back. <laughs> I'm like, really? Seriously? He said, you need a wheel lift. Yeah. I don't care what it's called. Somebody better get it. <laughs> so I go back to my room, call, get the same young woman. At roadside assistance. Well, hold on and let me start calling tow companies in St. Augustine. Hmm. She comes back about 20 minutes. Nobody's available. I don't really care. <laughs> it's, it's your car. It's not mine. <laughs> not my problem. <laughs> Keys will be, be with the concierge. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I said, I told y'all it was in a parking garage. I don't know why you sent me a flatbed truck. Well, she goes, all I can tell you is she goes, we'll get you a lift for 5 o'clock in the morning because i got to be at the airport for a 6.30 flight. <laughs> so we'll get you, or a 7.30 flight. She goes, we'll get you a lift, and she gets, sends me the link. And she said, just take the key and give it back to the people at the desk. It hurts. Okay, I can do that. So next mo- wedding goes great. Had a great time. I... um. Get back to the hotel that night, actually get a good night's sleep, wake up at 5 o'clock, I'm downstairs. And I hit the little link for lift. <laughs> Crickets? No drivers anywhere. <laughs> Nobody available. Manager comes out and he goes, well, here's cards for two uh, taxi cab companies. I call them, obviously wake them up, even though it says 24-7 mm. service to the airport. Wake them up. We only take reservations. Click. <laughs> I got no taxi. I got no lift. Hmm. I got a flight. I got an hour and 15-minute drive. Hey, groom, get out of bed. <laughs> I was tempted. And so uh, 
I go, well, let's see what Uber's got. So I hit up my Uber thing, and fortunately, there was one really nice lady finishing out a 12-hour shift who lives near the airport looking for somebody going to the airport. Finally, something's going right Right. here. Really nice lady. So she gets me back to the airport. So I go in, and there are two men at the Hertz counter. And I hand them the key. Y'all suck. And I said, who's going to pay for my Uber? Because your Lyft thing didn't work because there were no drivers available. Oh, let me call somebody. So they're calling. They get me an email and go, email this person. And I said, and I'm not paying for this car. I had it less than eight hours. Still, I got reimbursed. I think it was like $182 or something. So anyway, I give them the key. So I'm thinking, the trip from hell is over. I'm going home. Right. Fortunately, all my flights worked fine coming back here. So I come back, and (laughs) it seems like there's more to the story in there somewhere. I'm sure there's something else that happened. But I get back, and I'm like, okay. And Hertz starts calling, wanting their stupid car. (laughs) But here's how it works. Do not rent from Hertz, ever, people, (laughs) ever. I, I will rent a horse and buggy before I'll rent from Hertz. Because let me tell you how their little system works. So this is like a week after I'm back. And I get a call, and I answer it, and it's an automated system that says, you have not returned our car. We want to know when you're going to return it. Call this number back and tell us when you're going to give it back to us. Same number that calls you. Right, because you can't just push a button and get a live person. No, no, no. no, no. So I call it back. (laughs) I am on hold, first time, well over an hour. And I went, you know what? I got a case number. Come after me for your stupid car. Exactly. So now they start calling two and three times a day, and I just keep hitting it to voicemail, and they, and they won't leave a message. Right, because no it's automated. It's automated, yeah. yep. If they really want their car, they'd have a live person. And that's what I was thinking. Right. This car is now two weeks late, <laughs> and I'm getting an automated system. Do not rent from Hertz, people. This is my best advice to you. There are plenty of others out there. They may be just as bad, but I'm just telling you what Hertz will do to you. So then last week, I get a letter in the mail. Mm-hmm. Where's our car? <laughs> you haven't turned it back in. And I'm thinking. Our next our, our next effort will be to call the police. <laughs> please do. Please do. And uh, so anyway, so in that letter, there's an email address. Oh, and somebody had, I did get a text because you were there when right. I sent the reply back and said, you are harassing me. Here's my case number. Don't bother me anymore. Kept calling. Yeah. Kept calling. One time I was actually on hold for two hours. And also, in the meantime, I'm trying to reach American Airlines because I want a conversation with them. <laughs> About three planes breaking, a man peeing in a bag. I've been flashed. <laughs> I've, I've, I've had to spell an electrical fire on a plane. Not sure if I can get off the plane. I'm late to a wedding. I got to sleep in a microtel. No bottle of water. I got a $12 meal ticket that I didn't even pay for my meal. And a toothbrush that falls apart. <laughs> a toothbrush that falls apart. <laughs> and so, so I don't know if I'm mad or it hurts or at American, but I think Hertz probably takes the cake now. And, well, they were relentless trying oh to get the car back, car back, but you couldn't even talk to anybody. No. And I'm thinking, if somebody's got my car, I'm going to talk to them. There's going to be a conversation. Where the hell's my car? 
So I get the letter and there's an email. So I send another very nasty email and I run through the whole thing. And I tell them, y'all harassing me. My next, I'm telling you, my lawyer's the next person y'all going to deal with because I'm done. I'm over this. And so I finally get an email back. Oh, we are so sorry. Your contract wasn't closed for over two weeks, by the way. It's now closed and we apologize for any inconvenience. <laughs> no, let us do something for you. Hmm. Well, twelve dollar voucher, <laughs> but that was American Airlines. I know, I know. <laughs> Hertz didn't even give me that, and I still got reimbursed for the Uber or or the car fee for the whole time. Right. So I'm thinking, all right, I got this letter, this email. Now I got proof. I ain't got your damn car. Well, two days ago, <laughs> it's I get never a, ending. I get a voice message because I see a Florida number pop up. I go, nope. And I have a voice message from someone who says, um, we're trying to locate the car. Did you park it in the parking lot or the parking garage? Uh, look in both I places. <laughs> I mean, how hard is that? I'm thinking by now that baby's been towed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that car, I mean, we're literally at three weeks. <laughs> Please call us back to tell us where it is. Not doing it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I, nope. That's they the should that. have that in the case file. There's record. It, it was yeah. told to you in the beginning you set the wrong tow truck. Yeah. You know you set the wrong tow truck because you tried to get another tow truck. And couldn't find a wheel lift. Right. <laughs> and now you want to know where the car is? I don't care. Probably call the PD because it's probably been towed. Exactly. It's been impounded. Yes. So I'm expecting a few more phone calls on that. Oh, man. So let me just say now, anybody else ask me to do their wedding? <laughs> better be local. I better be able to drive. You can go to San Diego. I might even, might even go into Mexico. Maybe. Maybe. That, that's that got a big question mark on it. <laughs> but if I can't drive it, I ain't going. Because this was, and I come back and then I'm sick. Right. For two weeks. It gets me sick. Allergies. <laughs> then it develops into a sinus infection. And all of that, and all I can say is, it's a good thing I love the bride and groom. <laughs> it really is. Oh, but look how much fun you had. Sure. It was character building. Sure. <laughs> no, it was character building. Tell me I'm not getting on a plane or going anywhere ever again. And, you know, all this stuff on the news, again, I get crew timeouts. Yeah. I get you don't have enough people. Shame on you, overbooking. But that's a practice they've always right. done. But you have three planes break in your major hub where your corporate, you got a plane there somewhere that could take an all of us right. to and, Jacksonville. And somehow you can't get another plane in right. the hub. Right. Right. Like I said, I get it if I'm in Podunk, Wyoming. Right. And of course, my <sighs> luggage did arrive. Well, that's a good thing. Thursday night. <laughs> so it was waiting on me Friday morning when I got there. But... I just have to say, Hertz, y'all suck. <laughs> your practices of trying to get your cars back sucks. Yeah, definitely need some work. Your customer service sucks. American Airlines, I get why y'all aren't answering your phones. <laughs> I mean, people, right. I saw a news story last night, people sitting on the plane on the tarmac for six hours. Oh, man. No air conditioning, so... no food, no nothing to drink. They said people were demanding liquor and alcohol. And I'm thinking, y'all should have at least done that. <laughs> Something. <laughs> well, I know, too right? much of that going around <laughs> could be another problem. 
And then the the story was somebody had talked to American Airlines who said none of it was true. I'm I'm putting my money on it was true. Yeah. I'm thinking there's a good chance that that was yes. legit. And so, you know, American Airlines, if there's anybody out there listening from American Airlines, you owe me. <laughs> and I'll come back on a podcast and say American Airlines did the right thing. Right. But right now, y'all suck, too. <laughs> and the only thing you have going is that Hertz was worse than you were. That's not saying much. <laughs> it's really not. So Hertz, you know what? I, I, I don't care. I hope this does hurt your business. Because you got some horrible practices in how you deal with customers. Right. And then they haven't even made good on anything yet. No. They haven't even offered you a discount at the minimum, right? Oh, no, you nothing. Haven't, haven't right. reimbursed me for exactly. any of my expenses. The $500 hold on my... <laughs> Did that at least come off? <laughs> not until the other, just a couple of days ago. They must have found their car. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that was because they closed the contract. Um, but I thought... I cannot believe they would let a car sit right. for that long. So, uh, you know, now if you're into stealing cars, Hertz is your place because <laughs> they won't even try to get it back for two or three weeks. And then all you're going to get is an automated thing. Just keep ignoring it. Man. I'm telling you, I could have stolen that car, driven it to Canada, Mexico, wherever. They would never found me. Yep. And I just thought. Change your phone number. Yeah. <laughs> So Fight in Progress was exactly what we had to title that weekend. Yes. Because it was, and I'm sure there's stuff I've left out, but those were the highlights. And when I talked to you on the phone, you were pleasant. Okay. I mean, I, I don't think I would have been as <laughs> near as pleasant as you were, that's well, for I, sure. I didn't want to add a trip to jail <laughs> to it because I really did well, need you to were get on to a St. Roll, Augustine. I mean. <laughs> I really did need to get to St. Augustine and and do the wedding at least. Right. Coming After back. That, coming back. Right. Well, and that was the other thing. I didn't want to tick off American Airlines till I got back to Phoenix. <laughs> right. Because now I gotta go back through Charlotte. We aren't even going to Dallas. We're going to Charlotte back to Phoenix. <laughs> and you know, and the other thing I did ask them in the when I was on with customer service for that hour and a half, I stood in line too. I said, Y'all need to put me in first class. Coming out of Charlotte to Jacksonville. Oh, no, we can't do that. I wonder why not. I have no idea, but they couldn't do that. <laughs> Thought, you know what? This, I, I'm just telling you, American Airlines is going to be, and, and I have good friends who are pilots for American Airlines. It has nothing to do with the pilots. <laughs> nothing to do with the pilots. But I'm telling you, it's, it's going to be a long time before I ever book. <laughs> I'll go to Seattle or Alaska to get to Tampa, <laughs> to go to New York, whatever I have to do. I, I'll just plan on flying all day. Yeah. But I ain't going on American Airlines. Not anytime soon, right? Nope. Nope. <laughs> and I will not rent from Hertz ever again. Ever, ever, ever again. So what questions did you have for me about my wonderful vacation? Well, and y'all um, asked why I never take vacation. Exactly. This is why I well, don't take vacation. I, I totally understand. I'm just thankful that. Our trips so far have all been, we've driven to them, because I'm afraid to get on a plane with you. <laughs> well, look, I'll take you to the finest places. That's true. Because, yeah, I took Tom to El Centro, Well, California. I liked Yuma, I mean, comparative sure. to El Centro. And we love the people in El Centro. Yeah, they were Border great Patrol, people. They were awesome. But to pay $1,600 for two hotel rooms for two nights. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. 
And that's all because the border is secure. You understand? Oh, yes, it, it is. Right. Yeah. Sure it is. That's why. Because we're too busy putting... At no fault to Border Patrol. Absolutely none. Because you guys are doing a wonderful job. Absolutely. That's why we support you the way we do. But, yeah, all the people they tell us are not coming across the border because it's secure. <laughs> yeah. We're in hotels in El Centro. Right. So the few rooms that are available, the prices are jacked up. Yes. And now we're going to a, another garden spot down in the southern part of the state, southeast, <laughs> southwest. And, yeah, I don't even know if Joel's heard this story, but we're uh, looking for hotels in this little— uh, We do get to drive there. Yes, so. we do. <laughs> Although you said we could fly. Well. We ain't flying. We could do a little, like, Cessna there. Puddle jumper. <laughs> uh, only if I know the pilot. Um, but, yeah, so we're looking for hotels in this little place down near the border. <laughs> Reading reviews. <laughs> and and we're just stupid enough to make a reservation at a hotel. Well, we're looking at ratings. <coughs> Up to 10 is the best. Yep. And we find one that's what? They were An rated eight. at eight. So we're like, that's not too bad. Started out, great stay <laughs> until. <laughs> and then they write, it's at, at night, it was great until at night, the dust and the blood stains on the wall. <laughs> Tom, we got to stay there. That's right. <laughs> we got to find out what this is yeah. all about. <laughs> Do they only appear at night? Apparently. Or is it all the time? That so, and they just didn't notice it during the daytime. So we're kind of hoping it's haunted, maybe. <laughs> so we may have a whole other podcast That's on right. another adventure we're having here just, at Under the Shield. You never know. But then we get to go to Lake Havasu. There you go. It'll and, be hot, but. And we're staying in the. London Bridge Resort. There you go. And we have a view of the London Bridge. <laughs> so you just never know where we're going to wind up. And you're still trying to figure out why do we have a London Bridge in Arizona? <laughs> like Lake Havasu. <laughs> I want to know how they got that thing. I know they took it apart, shipped it over, put it back together. Yeah. But why did it go to Lake Havasu? Yeah, I don't know what the... The owner of what? The London Bridge? So Okay. Um, wanted to buy the parts of the London Bridge that fell and got it shipped over. And, yeah, the, oh, I forgot. It did fall, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it did. They made a song out they, of it. They really did. <laughs> I vaguely remember that. You got to remember my kids are 32 and 35. We haven't been singing the London Bridge fell yeah. for, for quite some time now. So, yeah, they bought it and put it together and they And do cars go over it? Yeah, it's a it's a it's, it's a, a regular drivable bridge. bridge. As far as I know, it is. We ain't driving over that bridge. <laughs> it already fell once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. No, there's no way I'm going over that bridge with you in the car. We will not be driving over the London Bridge. <laughs> maybe, Your car's at the bottom of Lake Havasu. Maybe we should rent from Earth <laughs> and drive it across the bridge. And if yeah. it falls, who cares? We'll test fate there. <laughs> So it's been an interesting <laughs> month here at Under the Shield, and it's probably going to get even more interesting. Um, but we just wanted our audience to understand, give you a heads up. Yeah. Be aware of American Airlines, <laughs> especially be aware of Hertz. I'm just telling you, if it breaks down, here's your problem. Take caution and travel. And and keep all your, your case numbers and 
document everything. Cause Keep I'm a change you. of clothes in your carry-on. <laughs> yes, that's the other moral to this story. Make sure your your computer bag has wheels, and you take another bag that has medications, toothbrush, yes. hairbrush, <laughs> anything you might anything, possibly need. Yes, for one night. Yeah, for one night. That's right. Or, or somebody sitting next to you needs to pee on the plane. You just never know. You just never know. Heck, I'm going to start carrying uh, a wheel, portable wheelchair and everything else with me. Probably need my own, uh, uh, what's it called, uh, defibrillator. There you go. Yeah, I can't trust it. They got one that works. So uh, That you, still was the best when you told me about the guy peeing on the plane. And our director of operations came out with something about, I guess it's not, what did she say? Something about it's not illegal to flash somebody if you got to pee and you're paralyzed or something. Right. I don't know what it was. And again, this is not a criticism of that couple. Bless his heart. He, no, he, he, I mean, he's he, got a challenging life to live. Absolutely. And sometimes you Hey, when you got to go, you, you got to go. go. That's exactly right. <laughs> it's the it's the airlines dealing with those situations that's probably not something that they really and truly need to have a better plan. Hey, it's like our trip back from Flagstaff. If we didn't get to that gas station pretty pretty soon, <laughs> you were going to get Tom another. Tom was going to be peeing out the window of my car. I don't know what it's with me and me peeing, but. When, when he did it, did he like lock eye? <laughs> he did not. His wife was so horrified. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let me cover that up. She wasn't even trying to cover it up. The the people that got the best view were the ones walking down the center aisle. They'd be looking at what the hell's going on there. Yep. But you do what you got to do, people. I, I felt bad for it. And honestly, I, it was everything I could do not to just bust out laughing at this point. But I didn't want anything I was laughing at him. It would have been laughing at all the circumstances. Like, she's laughing at my manhood. <laughs> and, you know, it just goes to show you got to be able to laugh at yourself and laugh about things that happen in life. But it's, uh, you know, prepare. If you're traveling at all, go early. Yeah. You know, we really should have warned Grossman about this. We really didn't share this <laughs> no, experience with no. him. No, you didn't. I may have to share the link to this and say, hey, you probably yeah. need to. Because he's got some traveling coming up. so He does. And he probably needs to put these things in his planner. He doesn't rent cars. People drive him yeah. everywhere. Um, but I'll still make sure he knows not to get hurt. Um, hurts, I'm telling you. Yeah, people, everybody's You need to make it right. You do need to do something. Yeah. And and like I said, I'll come back on and say American Airlines did this and Hertz did this. I still won't rent from them. Because <laughs> there is nothing more frustrating than an automated system that tells you to call the number back that has called you. Right. And you stay on a hold between an hour and two hours. Yeah, that's crazy. And then I'm done. <laughs> So we hope you've enjoyed this episode of Fight in Progress. It was Susan's Fight in Progress. Uh, not even under the shields. It was Susan's. Yeah, it was all you. Yes, it was. No question about it. So if you need me to come somewhere to teach, uh, weddings, got to be local. You better be getting married in Arizona. Um, but if you want us teaching, then we'll just have to plan ahead. We're going we're gonna to plan way ahead. So 
for all of you out there who uh, we hope you have at least been able to laugh about some of this because <laughs> we do promote that laughter is the best medicine. And it's the only thing that kept me from killing somebody. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, there was nothing else I could do except keep calling Tom and text him going, well, <laughs> play number two play down. Break. Yep. <laughs> play number three down. And then wait till you hear what else happened on play number three. <laughs> so, um, Please, if you have any issues of sleep, anything with stress, um, you know, reach out to us, guys. We we can we can help you with all of these things. Yeah. Again, if nothing else, maybe I can make you laugh about my man peeing in a bag or something. Um, <laughs> but we appreciate all of you out there. We appreciate all the sacrifices uh, that you and especially that families make. And we're here for you 24-7. You ain't going to get an automated system with us that says call us back. Um, reach out to us. Our toll-free number is 855-889-2348. And remember, when you call that number and hit extension 1, um, we don't even have your phone number. You can hit specific extensions for me or for Tom or for David Cohen in Alabama. Um, but when you hit that extension 1, we don't have your phone number. No. And uh, so if we get disconnected, which could very well happen if you're talking mm. to me because <laughs> the way things are going for me right now. Um I'm going to give you my cell number also, area code 334-324-3570. And my phone number is 480-861-6574. And again, we do not keep notes and records. We don't report to anybody. We're not mandated reporters. We're educators, um, not therapists. And I promise you, we're not just a referral system either. We don't refer you out to someone we have the tools that you're going to need, and we're happy to provide them. And we want to help you <coughs> and make sure that you get the help that you need. Yeah, we understand. This is not about mental illness, guys. Even if you're suicidal, it's not about mental illness. We were very happy to hear Lieutenant Colonel Grossman talking about sleep deprivation, which right. is what we've been preaching for years, um, how this is, is the problem. Yeah, you said that they were the sleep deprivation was the reason for... Uh, suicides, yep. um, automobile accidents. accidents, and opioid addiction. Uh, addiction. Because you develop chronic pain from being sleep right. deprived. And uh, so reach out to us. We have a lot of natural tools and things that can help. And we were also happy to hear uh, Lieutenant Carl Grossman talking about post-traumatic stress injury, yes. not disorder, right. which is what we've been preaching for forever. So reach out to us, and again, thank you for all that you do, all the sacrifices you make. That's to all of our first responders, military, and the families. Uh, we're here for you. Reach out to us. I promise you we can help. God bless you. God bless your families and this great nation that we live in. Hurts, you still suck, and American <laughs> Airlines does too. <laughs> Y'all have a great day, and we hope you'll come back and visit us next week.